You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler. The Golden Knights got a new coach this week, hiring Bruce Cassidy. They also made a trade, what is likely to be trade number one of many this offseason to help with their salary cap space. They sent Evgeny Dodonov to the Montreal Canadiens and in return got Shea Weber. Um, Shea Weber has four years left on his contract, making $7.8 million. He is 36 years old, though, and he is going to stay on long-term IR. He did not play last season. He's got like had like three different injuries, and I think the general expectation is that Shea Theodore's career is over and that he will not play again the golden knights in their press release said that he will stay on long-term ir i have to imagine that's the plan that he will be on long-term ir as long as he is a golden knight but um as far as making trades to get salary cap space and the general idea that the golden knights are trading from a position of poor leverage what did you make of trading away of Guinea Dadana for Shea Weber? Well, I had to pause because, as you probably saw, the Ducks had the greatest response ever on Twitter <laughs> when they asked the Golden Knights, you sure? You sure? Is it on the list? Are you sure he can go? Um, is is Shea Weber 7.8 annual average, or is he just do 7.8 the rest of the way? No, that is per year. 7.8 Ooh, million geez, is, the, is the cap hit that he would get. Man, pretty good I mean, I, I don't want the guy to be injured, but 7.8 in terms of uh, four more seasons. Um, I thought that this is typical Knights. I thought it's typical Knights that they move someone and they got someone back that they can put on LTIR and it can not affect their cap. Um, that's, you know, they have they have $5 million to spend now, but they still have their RFAs and others, and I don't think they can do everything, obviously, because Smith's a UFA, and I think um, Yanmark's a UFA. So they're not going to be do be able to bring all these guys back, and I don't think five million is a lot. So, I mean, are they just looking for these kind of deals throughout the throughout the NHL until they're just going to have to move on from somebody? So here's the interesting part about the what the Golden Knights are doing. They are with the Shea Weber trade. They are almost guaranteed to be starting the season with a with players on long-term IR and using that as part of the salary cap. And the way that's going to work for the Golden Knights is when we get to day one of the season, right, Shea Weber and anybody else that's hurt, right, like let's say Robin Leonard's not back for day one or whatever, those players will all be on long-term IR. And then you essentially, the simple way to do this is you just add up their salary and that's the amount of space you the have. Golden Knights can go can go over the salary cap. Mm-hmm. So, and, but including those players' salaries. So, like if we get you know eighty two point five millions of salary cap this year, the Golden Knights right now could technically have eighty nine point or eight ninety million dollars basically because they have because they can five available and they can go over with Weber. Right. Well, they can go right up to eighty two point five, and then Weber starts on long term IR, and basically his seven point eight doesn't count. Right. So the trade yesterday will effectively give them $5 million in cap space yes. by getting rid of Evgeny Dodonov's salary. But what that means is the way it works, since they're going to start the year using long-term IR, they should be trading for every single player that is not going to play this season because of injury. They should be trying to find anybody else that's in a Shea Weber situation 
where they're going to be out the entire year and they're on long-term mm -hmm. IR for the entire season because that would continue to help give them more space to work with. So if there's more players out there, and I don't know the, I don't know how many there are, but that's who the Golden Knights should be targeting because it will help them alleviate some cap space. Now, there's a couple key points there. Shea Weber's not expected to come back, so he'll just sit on long-term IR. I used Robin Leonard as an example. If Leonard were to start the season on long-term IR, technically the Golden Knights could spend the $5 million that, he, that his cap hit is. They could spend that on other players before the season would start. But to bring Robin Leonard back, they would have to clear cap space to bring him back. So they'd have to somehow get rid of that $5 million. So the key with Shea Weber is he's not coming back, so they never have to worry about clearing cap space to bring him back into the lineup. Right. He's just going to be out. But if they start with a guy like Leonard, who they expect to play, they can't spend his money. So it, need, it would need to be players that are just going to no, be out. No, because you have to bring the guy back at some point. Right, out for the entirety of the season, and then you never worry about bringing that guy back. And technically, if Shea Weber got healthy, they could activate him for the postseason, and that would be a lot of fun. Um, but five, essentially, this trade gave them $5 million. Like you said, they still have some RFAs, Nick Haig, Nick Waugh, Keegan Colasar, and Brett Howden. Are there restricted free agents? I mean, $5 million probably doesn't even sign all four of them. No. Look at the, the, what have we seen in the last few weeks that the money Nick Waugh is probably in line for. So you're talking about they cleared $5 million and good for them, right? I mean, good job, but they're probably going to have to do more, more. just yes. to sign their restricted free agents. And Never mind the UFAs. You, right, and technically you don't have to sign the restricted free agents, right? You could you could let these guys go. They could You could let them walk, although it might be a little bit stupid to do so. But technically you could let them walk, and they don't have to sign them. But then they'll have to sign other players because right. they need to fill out an entire roster. And they're not anywhere close to doing that. So there's going to most likely have to be something else that the Golden Knights do to get cap compliant. Now, on the actual trade itself, I think this was maybe best case scenario for trading Evgeny Dodonov because they didn't have to give up a pick for it and they didn't have to get back a player that would actually count against their salary right. cap. When they made that trade with Anaheim, there were two players involved yes. in that trade. One was going to stay on long-term IR, but the other guy, and I can't remember his name, was actually going to probably count against the Golden Knights' salary cap this season because he was probably going to come back. So this trade, though, means the Golden Knights don't get any cap in return. There's no cap hit coming back because Weber will just go on long-term IR, long IR, and they didn't have to send a pick. They were sending a pick with the Donov to Anaheim as well. This trade is significantly better for Vegas than the one they tried to do at the deadline yeah, but with Anaheim. They're just, and I'm with you, I don't know this for a fact, there just can't be many Shea Webbers out there. No, and yeah, I, I, mean, I don't even know where to go try to look that complete multiple up, injuries, but. never going to play again. I mean, they got, right. I mean, I don't want to say fortunate because I don't want the guy to be hurt that bad, but they, on their end, they got very fortunate that this was even available. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm sure there's a few more. I don't know how many more making $7.8 million, but I'm sure there's a few more they could potentially work into a trade because what it does for Montreal is it ended up giving them some cap space, and they got, like, Evgeny Dodonov wasn't great here by any means, but they got a useful player, and they got it for a guy that was never going to play for them again. So for Montreal, it was like, yeah, as long as you think Evgeny Dodonov's decent, 
it's a no-brainer trade because Shea Weber is is never going to play for you again. So I'm curious to see what they can do from here on out, but there's still going to have to be some moves made, and we'll see what that is. I don't know. I still don't know if this changes their thought process on if they need to get rid of a big name, big money player, or if they think they can work around the edges and still make this work. You can only keep two of those RFAs, Juan Haig. Is that uh, easy? If money doesn't matter, yes, but those are going to be the two most expensive ones. Like you might prefer Brett Howden at a lower price or Keegan Colasar at a lower price than Nick Wall. Like if Wall's going to make three million or something, and Colasar or Howden are going to make like one million, you might say, "Yeah, we'll take Howden and save right. the two million. Right. But right, if if money didn't matter, yeah, absolutely, Hague and Wall have the most upside and have been the best so far in their short Vegas careers. That I think you're keeping those two, especially because. Nick Waugh can can play like third line center. Hell, he could play second line center if you really needed him to. But he can be pretty much anywhere on your bottom six and and be a useful type of player. How many people had to check off that Montreal wasn't on the list? Oh man! Oh man! Uh, check can, this, please. You come over. You check it. Everyone check it. He's not. The Montreal is not on the list. The, the Donoff won't go to. Can you imagine if we get a report in like two or three hours saying? There's an issue with the Golden Knights trade of of getting to Donoff. Daddy's back. <laughs> Daddy's home. They just can't get rid of Daddy. Third stint so, in Vegas in yes. six oh, months. Oh, yes. beautiful. And he never actually left. So here's actually I my thought when I saw he was traded to Montreal. I don't think this was reported anywhere, but there was sort of the thought process when people were trying to figure out why Anaheim would be on his no trade list that he simply picked the cities that would have cost him the most in tax money. And so the idea was, well, maybe he has all the California teams and all the Canadian teams on it. I'm guessing that's not true because he got traded to Montreal yesterday. That would cost him the most tax money? Right, like Canada and California are generally yes, viewed huge as the, taxes, as the, yes. right, as the two places you don't want to play if you're worried about how much tax money you're going to lose as a player. And so, but the but the the... Again, I don't think it was ever reported. It was just a somebody put it on Twitter that maybe Evgeny Dodonov just simply had the teams that would take the most money in taxes, or not the teams, but the, right. the cities towns, or cities. countries or whatever. They would take the most money in taxes, and that's why Anaheim was on his no trade list. But by that logic, all Montreal. the Canadian teams would be on would that list. Would be a lot of taxes too. as well. So. I'm guessing that's not the case, or we are going to find out in a few hours that Montreal was on his list, and it's going to be the greatest story in the history. I want of that to happen, by the way. I mean, it would be the funniest the thing that has ever happened in the sport of hockey. Ducks if Evgeny Dodonov had had Montreal on his no trade list, and the same thing happened again, the Ducks could tweet back, "Told you so." <laughs> be great. The Ducks. I don't know who runs their that. That are you sure uh, was one of the all timers? Just I don't know who runs their account, but bravo to you, my friend. Oh. That was if beautiful. Oh, man. I just, we, and this is why, like, I need Evgeny Dodonov's agent, whoever that guy is, to just make his no trade list public. Just let us all know who they are to avoid this confusion. That'd be tremendous. Absolutely great. Um, one last thing on the Shea Weber trade. If you remember into this season, Kelly McCrimmon and the Golden Knights were like, ah, oh, we had 500 man games lost throughout the course of the season. And, Part of that was, oh, you traded for Jack Eichel in the middle of the year, knowing he had to have neck surgery. So, of course, you had a lot of man games lost. 
I am excited to hear them count Shea Weber as man games <laughs> lost for next season. They're already 82 in. Yes, they've already got a they've banked 82 and the season hasn't even started. I swear if they if they have some like sort of bad part of the season and they bring up man games lost <laughs> again and Shea Weber's are counted, oh, this team. <laughs> That would be absolutely beautiful. You start counting them out, 456, and you get up to, he's like, wait a minute, there's 82 of someone who never played. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. that Shea Weber. Does Shea Weber even move to Vegas? I, probably not. Does he even show up to, like, get in the room? Hey, fellas. Hey, guys. I mean. If someone's paying me $7.8 million and I don't have to go anywhere and I like where I'm at, I'm pretty much staying right. where I'm at. He'll go I see could... them when they go to Montreal. Yeah. <laughs> hey, teammates. Hey, Good job what's this year. up? I could not uh, find a, a very recent article about Shea Weber. I don't know if he's talked to anybody in a long time. The le- most recent one I could find was like June of last year. Um, so I don't know exactly if he thinks he's ever coming back. Like if he if Shea Weber thinks he's going to play again, if Shea Weber's like, no, no, I'm going to fight through these injuries and I'm going to play again in my career, then I would guess he shows up in Vegas and is like, yeah, I'm, I'm here. Vegas will be like, no, you're not. You're on long no, term. Why, why, why did you come here? What are you doing here? But, but like, if he thinks, oh, I am going to play again, then he might. But I don't I don't know if that's true. He might have already basically given up and said, eh, I'm not really coming right. back. The yeah, are too no, much. but they're continuing to pay me $7.8 million right. a year. So I'm good. So if, if he's already sort of conceded that his career is over, then no, he can just go on va- permanent vacation wherever he wants to and be like, check his bank account every month to make sure the Golden Knights cashed his check and be good to go. All right, coming up next, it's Bischoff's Briefs. Coming up in just a few minutes, we're going to give away tickets to go to Fogo de Chon, $150. So stay tuned for that. Also, Cassie Soto is going to join the show. Um, all right, Bischoff's Briefs today is going to take a little look at uh, dumb things in hockey. First off, This is a tweet from Scott Wheeler about the Canadians and the draft interview process in the NHL. Apparently, the Canadians have a um, reputation of asking tough questions or maybe just dumb questions. Uh, One prospect in the NHL draft said that the Montreal Canadians during their interview asked him if he would rather pick up $10 off the toilet seat or $50 from the toilet. So put your hand in the water and grab 50 bucks or just grab 10 off the toilet seat. What the hell kind of a question is that? Did they flush? <laughs> uh, I have a, just reading this and hearing you say it, I have a feeling it's more of a, are you, are you looking for more money as opposed to, looking for like you know will you go for the 50 because it's more than 10 by reaching into dirty toilet water versus yeah, well it's, it's you know it might be clear you know you might be okay 50 bucks <laughs> 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 i'm justifying it he picked the 50 i'm trying to think you know wh- you know why he picked the 50 yeah uh, i'm i'm grabbing both Okay, so Tyler's going for all the money. Well, if you're going for right. the, fi- you're, you're you're probably right because if you're going for the fifty, you're going for the ten. Right, you're not going <laughs> to just ignore the ten dollar bill sitting there that's no. nice and dry. No, like I'm 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 going for both. But like, what the hell do the Canadians think they get from this? 
actually, now that I thought about it, it's kind of like a, will you try to go for top money or will you take lesser amount to help out perhaps signing other people? You're not helping anybody else out in this scenario except your own hygiene. You're only helping out your dirty hands if you go for the $10 bill in this scenario. I just, I can't imagine the Canadian sit down, oh, he said 50. What does that mean about him? Like, well, it's, it's stupid. It's like some of these NFL questions. It's overthinking the room. They're trying to justify in their minds, like Whoa. whether Danny what Danny's saying or some other kind of motivation for them to see what kind of kid he is. But uh, this is just overthinking the room. Well, you remember the story about Christian Braun, the kid from Kansas who did a draft interview, and the, one of the teams had him do a staring yeah, con- or who, who blinks first. Right. Whoever blinked first lost, and they went to see how long Christian Braun could go without blinking. Right. And that was like an important part. Like, this, just stupid. Just watch them play their sport. Jesus. Like, is this, is this kid really, are you going to draft him or not draft him based on his answer to how much money he'd grab in or off of a toilet? What a stupid well, question. Okay, so... Okay, he chose the fifty. Was did the? I would have loved to seen the GM like walk in the stall with him. I was like, like okay, come on, come on, go. come on, let's go. You can try this out. Bring Suzuki in. He t- he took the ten. We're gonna see what you took. When he when he, when he got here when he got here from uh, Vegas, he took the ten. We were very surprised. We thought he was gonna get the fifty, but he took the ten. He took the ten. That's just stupid. And then the other dumb hockey story. This is one from the Athletic where they did a a story on. Um, Pat Maroon's family, mainly his parents here, and how they might be more superstitious than any actual hockey player. So Phil and Patty Maroon do not watch their son play together. Phil apparently goes to his brother-in-law's house, goes to Patty's brother's house, and watches it there with his brother-in-law and two good friends, and only those four people. Nobody else is allowed over. Meanwhile, Pat Maroon's mother, Patty, stays at their house and watches it all by herself. They cannot watch the game together unless they go in person and are in the arena. But like if it's a road game or if they're not at the home game, they do not watch it together. And that's just the way they do it. And Patty might be the most insane one because she has to start her volume at 41 for every game and then turn it up as the game goes on, but it always has to be on an odd number. She will also change TVs and shirts if Tampa is losing. She will go into a different room and turn on a different TV if, like, they give up a goal or something stupid like that. I don't know why you think any of this is strange. Oh, my God, Ed. (laughs) Come on. You're not changing shirts just because Bellinger struck out in the fourth inning. No, but I... I told you, I will pause it and wait a certain amount of time. If something's if if I'm watching it and things are going well, I stick with it. If things are going poorly, I I, I change the channel, and then I'll go back quickly. I'll pause it. Um, I have done some weird numbers things in the past. Um, with the volume. So, no, I I I, I count. <laughs> like, what do you mean? You count to yourself? Yes, I count to myself and oh boy, and even or odd numbers. But oh um, boy. Sounds a little scary. <laughs> I just think Patty Maroon's a very normal, uh, self-thinking person. Good for her. I, I, I will. Okay. S- oh, go ahead. Tom. Go, go. No, go, Danny. Go. I will say during the Capital Stanley Cup run, outside of the Golden Knights series, so for their whole run through the Eastern Conference, 
It, well, at least in the first round, if I watched the game in my apartment, they lost. But if I went to the bar right down the street from my house, they won. So starting in the second round and the Eastern gotta, Conference you, Finals, you, you're a lot drunker. I only watched at the bar. <laughs> Obviously, they didn't win every game, but I would only watch it there. I wouldn't watch it at my apartment. Brutal. And then that is a terrible. And decision. then the Golden Knights series. I think I watched it at like three different places. The restaurant I watched it in Toshiba Plaza. So it was a little different, but Eastern Con- or Eastern run, I I was kind of superstitious. I don't know why See, anyone thinks all these things are crazy. See, uh, I Ed, I, I actually think you're like, hey, things are going poorly. I'm going to stop watching it and then catch up in a few minutes to see if things went really poorly. I actually think that's good for your, like, health while watching the Dodgers. <laughs> like, you're separating yourself from something that will make you angry. Patty is just insane and goes into a different room to watch the bad things happen. Like, you're, like that's actually a good thing to do. I wish I'd started doing that. But, like, I've got to change my shirt because the lightning just gave up a goal. That's that's ridiculous. Well, poor Patty was changing shirts and running to different TVs the other night because it was like 2 oh, 45 seconds of the game. She had two different shirts on. And she was, she was uh, I mean, I don't know how many, you know, I mean, Pat, Pat does well for himself. So I'm sure mom and dad has more than one or two te- televisions. But she was she was dying in some different rooms the other night when it was 2 nothing, like a minute into the game. You guys are ridiculous. Absolutely. We've got ridiculous. we've got someone coming on here real quick who's going to give you a uh, update. Coming on right now yeah, or coming on right Cassie now. Cassie Soto's going to give us an update. No, we don't hey, need her update. She 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 drives 90 miles an hour. That's her update. Yeah. You mean we're having somebody on the show right now? Right now called in to to give you an update. Here we go. Oh. Who is okay. this and what is your update? Man, this is your boy Q, man. <laughs> I got to get oh. in on this conversation, man. <laughs> I only what? have to do this because of the finals last night. I have to. Oh, because boy. I'll tell oh, you, this was me, Tyler. This was me. The Warriors were winning, and I was at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center for an event, and I was kind of watching it, but from a distance. The Warriors were in great shape. Great. Get to the house. Wasn't looking so good late in the third quarter. You know, the Celtics went on a run. I started stressing. The wife brought a little green, squishy, little animal that she won at a casino here in an arcade. And she said, remember last time I watched the game with you with this green squishy, the Warriors won. And I said, yes, bring it here now. And she brought it and sat it next to me. And our daughter, no joke, came and grabbed it and started playing with it. And I almost cursed her out. I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Do not mess with my mojo right now. This is all bad. I need to put this back right now. She's like, but it's a toy I won. I don't care. You can have it after the finals are over. Right now, this is important. you got to get this done. And, uh, yeah, so that was insane by me, Jeez. but it worked. A green <laughs> squishy toy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it was. It looked like a turtle, but it wasn't quite a turtle. <laughs> so it wasn't, you know, Steph Curry has been practicing basketball for, like, whatever, 30 years of his life. That wasn't any reason why he played well last night. It was because that green squishy toy was not being played with by your daughter for the fourth quarter. Oh, 100%. <laughs> okay. I'm with you, Q. 100%. <laughs> I, don't know why they, I don't know why they think all these things are abnormal. I think they're very normal. I think we're all very normal people. Man, Not I'll tell all. you, I am, I am one of the most superstitious people when it comes to games that is real personal to me. And so it's as sane as it sounds, I am all for it. I do it all the time, and it's only weird if it doesn't work. Darn right. <laughs> you guys are the worst. Hey, you fellas keep doing what you do. Great show. I just had Thanks, to chime Q. in. Thanks, Q. I, I think I, toy. I think I appreciate that story, even though it's ridiculous. You guys, Ed, this is you guys are the worst. You know that, right? 
I just I, I don't know why you think that these are the, you don't do it with the Astros you do nothing superstitious as much as you love the Astros you watch every game there's nothing you do during a game if they're playing poorly or they're playing well that you do the same you know wear the same shirt um, during the playoffs you don't do any of that stuff no I I wow. mean I wear a I wear a Astros shirt when they have playoff games but that's I don't wear like the same one because they just won. I just wear it because I want to wear an Astro shirt when they're playing in the playoffs. I I cuss at the television when they're playing poorly. Is that superstitious? No, that's just normal. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like I do that, but that's just normal. no. I don't. I don't have like a oh, I need to sit a certain way or wear oh. a shirt or oh. have the volume <laughs> or have a squishy ball. Then then you know I don't leave the chair. Oh then I guess God. you've heard about these times. Oh my God. <laughs> We got to go to break. Cassie Soto is going to join us next. But first, we got 150 bucks to Fogo Day Shown. Try and discover new foods you can't get anywhere else. Welcome to What's Next at Fogo Day Shown. Reservations at Fogo.com. $150. Nice Father's Day feast. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. If you want 150 bucks, call now. 702-364-1100. We'll take caller number three. She is a used Honda Civic, hates 50% of her dogs, and will never get engaged. Time to mock Raiders.com's Cassie Soto on the press box. Cassie, I've got an important question. Um, When your fiancé watches one of his favorite uh, teams or athletes play, is he superstitious and do weird things like sit in the same seat or have to put the volume on a certain number or wear a certain shirt? Not, a, not at all, no. Oh, no, no. there Astros. we go. He's no fun. This is, this is a know. normal, well-adjusted God. human. He normal dr- human being is real weird. This yeah. kid is just so normal. He drives the speed limit. <laughs> he doesn't have superstitions. I've never met a more normal kid than this guy. There's like, is there anything wrong with Estrus? Does he have any kind what? of quirks or habits that you're like, eh, I don't know if this wedding thing is going to work out? He leaves the lights on every once in a while. Oh, what a oh, terrible wow. guy. Oh, well, yeah. Jeez. Jeez. Yeah. And he'll crank, sometimes he cranks the AC down way more than it should be, and that really grinds my gears. Oh, yeah. Grinds your already. gears. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's kind of explained this before. She's old and doesn't want to spend money on, on cooling her house off in the desert. Ah. Yeah. Wait, okay. wait. What were your guys' superstitions? I don't have he has any, none. but Ed's I, insane. I have a lot. I count... I count even numbers. I sit in the same chair. I, I if it's going poorly, I change channels. I come back. I pause it. I fast forward it, and I close my eyes while it's being I think fast you forward. You need a prescription for that. Well, <laughs> the closing the eyes is the weird one because it's fast forwarding in a number four, so I shouldn't be able to see it. But I hoping when it ends, and I open my eyes and I look at the score, the score has changed for the better. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yes, yes. Bonnie puts up with this. She's in the other room. When the Dodgers come on, she goes, oh, my God, they're on again. She goes, do they play every day? And I said, well, during the baseball season, mostly, yeah, they play every day. So she just leaves the room and, you know, grabs a glass, the, uh, grabs the, uh, glass of vino and says, okay, I'll see you later. And she uh, leaves the room. Do you ever go to games? Well, I've been to a ton of Dodger games in my life. I haven't been to one in the last probably year or so, but I've been to a ton of Dodger games. Are you as superstitious in person? No, I mean, I'm not weird. <laughs> oh yeah okay oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't okay all right <laughs> i mean I don't, I don't do this weird counting thing out loud in front of him no i do that in my head uh but no not around people i mean my family knows i'm weird but no i can't do that out in public that'd be really that'd just be strange 
Oh, no. Uh, Cassidy, I have an important, another important question because you yelled oh. at me for this earlier in the week. How yeah. often yeah. do you still get referred to as girlfriend instead of fiancé? It's fiancé now. We're like eight months in, I think. So I, th- I would say after like the first, it took like the first two months to get used to it. So I, I was, you still got some time. But no, he's a full-blown fiancé now. Okay. And as I, am I. I still... Mm-hmm doesn't even cross my head to say fiance most of the time somebody's got to remind me and yell at me you say it all the time that she's your girlfriend and i've heard it like four or five times and finally i was like you know what brandy deserves better she's a fiance yeah. now yeah she corrects me too if i do it in front of her she'll be like oh just your girlfriend now and so you're gonna start calling oh. her your ex-girlfriend yeah, she is my ex-girlfriend. Uh, that is the proper terminology <laughs> at this point. Um, I do have another question for you. How often do you take your ring off? Uh, when I go to bed and when I go and, to the gym. And that's it? Mm, oh, and when I take Archie to the dog park because I don't want to like pick up poop with it. Oh, no. You just get one of those things where you put your hand through the little the little bag and you're not you're picking up with the bag. Don't you have well, bags yeah, in that neighborhood? I don't want poop hand. Oh, no. <laughs> we we asked we had this story a, a, a while ago about uh, in terms of the last segment about this kid from montreal and what the canadians asked him to do when they were talking to him to see we don't even know why they asked him to do this but i have a question for you you have a t- you have a choice you can pick up a ten dollar bill off the head off the toilet or you can put your hand in the water and get 50 which do you do hand in the water you didn't even ask what wait, the water was like. Is the water empty? <laughs> wait, no, wait, the, wa- the, the water. water's not empty. That would be, heck, anybody would go in if it's like if it's completely empty. The water's there. You got to go in. Is it number one or number two? That wasn't specified. Was not if specified at all. If it's number one, then yeah, I'll, I'll hand him water. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I asked if it was clean. <laughs> Tyler had the best answer. He said he was taking both. Oh, he's taking the ten go. and the fifty. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna if you're putting your hand in there, you might as well grab the ten dollar bill <laughs> off the seat of the toilet. Like, what are you just gonna yeah. look at that and say no, thank you? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, number one. I, I'm in. Oh, I think it. I think it's worth it, no matter what's in the toilet, to go for the fifty. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, we're and shaking. then you have to wash it afterwards, Tyler. Yeah, that's fine. That's probably one of like the cleanest dollar bills on the planet, then. <laughs> that's, that's well. Money's gross. What are you talking about? Uh, Money's gross. That's a good point. Yeah, worth, Who knows where that got, thing's there's, been? There's sinks all over the place. I can quickly wash my hands and wash that fifty dollar bill off and let it dry, and then I've got fifty dollars. I guess yeah. If you just if you pull like an Ed superstition and close your eyes and hold your breath and count <laughs> four, it'll all be over real quick. Count count to ten, even numbers in your head, and just like put your hand in. It's like two, four, six, eight, yeah. ten. Uh huh. Like, unless you're afraid you're then going to, like, throw up because of what you're touching. But otherwise, you should be fine. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you don't seem convinced. Um, I saw this on Instagram. What's your go-to karaoke song? Oh, yes. Uh, last night, it was Lupe Fiasco, Superstar. Uh, can I give you a karaoke tip? Yeah. Especially because I, I was at, I, I actually proposed at the place you went to last you night. You did. Oh, yeah. you did? Um, it was there? Yeah, that's yeah, that's where it was. Um, was it in room number five? Because that was a nice room. I do not remember the room number at all. <laughs> no clue. Um, okay. when, you, when you go to karaoke and you can like, because at that place you can put whatever's on your phone onto the TV. Like you don't have to yeah. use their system. 
you you need to do lyric videos because the actual like lyrics are also sung on those videos on YouTube. That way it's not just your terrible voice singing. That's true. We figured that out yeah. about two hours in. Yeah, it's it's a great karaoke tip. It makes it much more enjoyable because you don't get self-conscious about how terrible you sound because your voice is not the only one singing. And then you also realize, so like um, we did Nicki Minaj super bass when she's like boom, 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 bass. Do you know how many boom, boom, booms are in that song? <laughs> so after a while, you're just like, man, this is, this, she says this a lot. So it would have been yeah, nice you, to have her singing as well. Yeah, you can take breaks when you don't uh, want to sing parts of it, like saying boom 345 times. Yep, yep, yep. That would have that been a good tip for that song. Does Estrus do this, or is he just sitting like oh. a nice person in the audience not doing anything? No, no. Karaoke, we, yeah. Karaoke really bring, brings him out of his shell. Really? Mm-hmm. So now we, we know. We now we get some, we know what gets Estrus wild and crazy, a little karaoke. I think it was his idea yesterday, actually. Really? Really? Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. So karaoke and uh, Christmas Day soccer, those are the two karaoke, key Karaoke, Christmas Day soccer, those are the two things that really, really get him going. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's going to be a fun marriage. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it is. We'll just sing our is. way through it. Okay. All right. Um, Cassie, what else are you doing? What are you doing with your life right now? When's your, when's your um, wedding? Uh, I don't know. Oh, here's, oh, a, here's okay. something. Oh, I need to go today, actually. Oh, thank you for reminding me. <laughs> the supplies for my dress got in today, so I need to go pick them up. The, Hold on. The what? supplies? The, like, what does that mean? The extra, like the lace and the stuff, because I'm going to make some alterations oh. to it. So all okay. the stuff You're... came in for it finally after. I bought the dress in January. And all this, all of the extra stuff just came in yesterday, so I need well, to pick it up today. Why aren't you doing? Why are you doing this and not the dress plate people? No, it is at the dress pe- people. Oh, they they do it. They you you have the you have the garment, and then they 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 do the alterations. Yeah, yeah, but okay. they well they they tell me which seamstress to go to because they have a couple seamstresses. Okay, so I go pick it up from the bridal shop because I have my dress. Okay, I didn't leave the dress there, so I have my dress. I have to go get all the little garments and stuff, and then I go to the seamstress, and then it's just the seamstress and I from here on out. Wow. Good, mm-hmm. nice, nice relationship. So maybe that'll make me excited again to plan you've it. You've got the ring, and you've got the dress, and absolutely nothing else. You just did this for the clothing and the accessories. Yes. Yep. Okay. For the accessories. Okay. Just checking. I'm pretty certain I've done more wedding planning in a month and a half than you have in, like, eight months. I was really on it for like the first two months, and then it just—I got over it. <laughs> but you didn't—you didn't actually do anything besides buy a dress. What no, were you we on? No, we went to go look at venues. We picked okay. our venue. Oh, you did? Oh, you oh, did? I didn't know that. Yeah, we have a venue. Okay. So, but as far as where we're actually getting married is still up in the air. So I think that—that—that's a part of uh, important part of it. Where bit. we actually you know. say I do. So Wait, but that, how do you, that'll come eventually. How do you have a venue if you don't have a date? I thought you have to like book the date with the venue. We do have a date, October twenty first, twenty twenty three. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. It's you. Raiders at Philly. Smack dab in the middle of yeah. Raiders at season. Philly. Okay. All right. I uh, I'll give you I'll give you this prediction. I'll be off next week, but the next time that I talk to you, Cassie, we will have booked our venue. Oh, Good for you. In London? Yeah, well. Um, or Scotland. 
the favorite right now is a castle in Scotland. Okay. That's so cool. All right. That's that's my prediction right now. We'll see if we'll see how things go over the next two weeks, but that's my prediction is that it'll be a castle in Scotland and we'll have it booked very soon. Good for you guys. Um, now that call is. her your fiance, dang it. Yeah, yeah, me and my ex girlfriend getting married in Scotland. <laughs> it'll be fun. Thanks, Cassie. Enjoy Thanks, Cassie. You, Thanks, enjoy your ex boyfriend for the weekend. Yeah, enjoy your day. Say hi to Esther's. Yeah, so there's Cassie Soto. All right, we got more tickets to give away. We got a lot of stuff. This one, two tickets to go see Motley Crue, Def Leppard, on the stadium tour with Poison, Joan Jett, and the Blackhearts. Friday, September 9th at Allegiant Stadium. You can buy tickets right now at Ticketmaster or win a pair from us. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. That's 702-364-1100. We'll take caller number 11 at 702-364-1100. Legacy, reputation, that's all you have. You strip everything away and you're left with what, how you made people feel and you know that is important to me. I don't understand for the guys that are a similar age to me going because I would like to believe that my best days are still ahead of me and I think theirs are too. It feels like you're taking the easy way out. I guess I took them for face value, uh, took them at their word and, and I was wrong. It's the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Rory. And I, oh, Rory's very fun. I, I have a fun update for you. So I'm going to miss the show on Monday because I have a doctor's appointment um, with a neurologist. For those of you that are unaware, I've, I've fainted a few times in my life trying to figure that whole thing out. This weekend, do you want to hear what I have to do? For the neurologist? This afternoon, I am going to my neurologist and they are going to, I don't know what it's called, but they are going to hook things up to my skull. I'm going to put all these things on my head. And then I go home for the entire weekend with this thing on my head. And like there's a battery pack that I have to wear or carry around with me or something. And I just have to do this until Monday morning. I can finally get it taken off. And it's, so I'm going to miss the show Monday because I got to go back in and get this removed. It's sort of like um, when they put the monitors on someone's heart. So they kind of, they'll do that for a few days, a few days, um, did that with my mom where they measure the heartbeat and stuff like that. That kind of sounds like it's that, that they're measuring something over a few days. Yeah. You, like, you well, do it when I, you're sleeping? Yeah. Oh yeah. It stays on the entire time. It does not come off. I can't take it off. Um, I've had it like, I've done this test, but only like for an hour where I go and I just sit at the neurologist with my head, with this on my head for right. an hour. But now I have to wear it home. And it's like, I don't know how to, I don't know. It's just like all these little circular things with wires and they sort of right. gel them onto my head. And So it's yeah, not a I big gotta... contraption on your head. It's just more like the small circular thing. Like I said, they put on a person's chest when they're measuring their heart. Right. But apparently it all runs to a battery pack and I've got to keep that with like, I've got to carry that or wear that around for the entirety of oh, the weekend. Goodness. And I can't, I can't take it off and I can't shower. So, oh my goodness, gonna be a fun weekend, and that's where I'll be Monday because I'm like, as well, soon as they open, knocking down their door to take this thing <laughs> off of me. <laughs> you got golf, you've got baseball, you got things over the weekend you can watch. I hope it doesn't <laughs> interfere with the hearing or anything. I mean, you, you might be like me doing counting in your head and doing starting suspicious oh, things. If you take oh, this Jesus. thing off and you become some kind of weird superstitious guy, I'm gonna I'm gonna worry about you. If like you this, should be. this is the reaction from it, you become some kind yeah. of weird superstitious guy. 
I mean, if the Astros win all three games over the weekend, I might go request to just have it at all times. Yes, huh? exactly. Please don't take I, this off me. We have to do it. We have to measure what happened. No, you don't. <laughs> it does not matter. The Astros won all three games. Yeah. So I am not looking forward. This is like the least I've looked forward to a weekend like ever in my life. Like this is going to be brutal. Yeah, you'll be all right. You'll be fine. Yeah. You'll be fine. I, I'm not even, You've had I it on before, so you already know what you're talking. You already know what you're dealing with. Right, but for an hour, right. not for three days. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to sleep with this thing on. Well, the, I was wondering about sleeping with the battery pack. I wonder right. how, bad, I you, how big that thing is. Right. I don't know. I don't know how far away it can be from me. I don't. This is going to be a nightmare, and I'm going to be stinky. My girlfriend, my excuse the me, fiance, my she's going to be. Gonna, she's going to be on the couch. That. Yeah, it's, it's going to be with brutal. I'm reading a book, we're supposed to watching. Be, uh, we're supposed to be going over to her parents' house for Father's Day on Sunday. I'm going to uh, be gross. You had to. You can't take it off at all. No, it uh, no. If I take it off, it ruins the whole thing. Oh man, ruins the whole experiment. You better stay inside. Don't sweat at all. Yeah, although it's in the nineties on Saturday, you might be okay. Sunday, Sunday Father's Day, it's in the nineties. You might be all right. Yeah, I'm not going outside anyways. Wouldn't go outside even <laughs> if I didn't have this thing on. What's out there? Nothing fun. So yeah, it'll be it'll be a pretty uh, uncomfortable weekend. I'm guessing. Yeah, I for feel me. bad. Yeah, you'll so. be all right. And the best part is they probably won't find anything. I've done like 40 tests, and they've found nothing wrong every time. It's brutal. Well, I wouldn't think it's brutal. I would think, you know, it's they're they're limit they're they're eliminating things as they go. I mean, the problem is, is after this one, there is no scheduled test. So if nothing's found wrong with this one, nobody knows where to go next. And the driving is the same. I haven't driven since February. Um, I'm actually going to drive this weekend with this thing on my head so they can measure my brain while I drive. Um, oh, okay. But, but I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I will say this. I have felt better the last two months or so compared to the previous three months when I started having some more problems. So okay. if they don't find anything from this, I'll probably start driving again or depending on what my neurologist says. But that's my hope here. But yeah, we'll see. Man, I wish you the best of luck. Yeah, nah, you'll be fine. I'll be fine. My it's my it's my fiance that's got to drive me around everywhere. Yeah, and I my dad your... a little bit. He does that. Your dad picks you up. He does. He picks me up. I had to buy him a tank of gas yesterday. That was a disaster. Ooh, Jeez. You, poor dad probably wanted the uh, at least the uh, premium, and you said uh, that that's a regular day for you, I... dad. That's <laughs> <laughs> you're lucky you're getting regular. <laughs> I had to hit the I had to hit the middle one. Oh, you with the middle the, one? Yeah, the, oh. there was a compromise. Yeah, there's a there. yeah, there's a there's a middle, middle ground. So yeah, that's been it's been like four months of me not driving, which is strange because other people have to drive me. Got a good family. They're, yeah, they're nice. Yeah, they're nice, nice people. Because here's the thing: I looked into like, okay, what if I like take the bus? I would have to oh, leave. I would no. have to leave my house at four in the morning. No. to get to our show on time. Don't take the bus. 